you ever had a goal that just seemed impossible? If so, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Notable Peeps Podcast, a series that gives attention to remarkable people who are putting on their shoes, doing their best, and believing in the impossible. All my dreams are coming true. So my name is Nat Lovell, and I nominated Martine Herrera because I work. Martine is on my my team over at work. We both work at Zero Fatalities. Uh, Zero Fatalities hits Martine a little bit closer to home than I do because he actually lost a daughter, which he'll talk about in his interview with Steph today about his experience with that and some other things with that as well. But honestly, Martine has just really impacted my life. You know, I think we all experience grief in different situations and in different ways. And the way that Martine handles it, it has just, it's truthfully impacted my life in ways that I will never forget. I think that other people can really relate to him and his story, whether directly his story or just the way that he he deals with it. So, So continue listening here for Martine's story and you'll see why I think he's a remarkable, notable peep. Hey, hey, my name's Steph and you're listening to the Notable Peeps podcast. And today I'm with Martine Herrera. And we are talking about a lot of subjects today. We're talking about grief, we're talking about addiction, and we're talking about faith. And so, Martin, do you want to tell us a little bit about your daughter, Maria? Uh, yes, of course. Maria was, uh, she was our first daughter. We, we had Maria when we were, we were uh, very young. Me and my wife, we were, we were both in college. And, you know, when, when she came, it was a very rough time in my life. I was dealing with some problems like addictions and I think she came to save me. That's what I believe. I don't think I knew happiness when I saw that little girl for the first time. Like I was telling you, uh, it was a very rough time in my life and I was dealing with really bad stuff. I started with my addictions pretty young. And at the time Maria came and one night after... I saw Maria sleeping, and, and and I think that was my spiritual awakening. And the same night, I decided to leave everything behind and change my life because I I knew, I knew she had come to this world for a good purpose. At the moment, I didn't know it was for me, but uh, uh, that's... Uh, that's been a little over 20 years since that night. And because of her, my life is not the same. I changed. And uh, I never never went back. We pretty much, we heard her, Maria, when we were very young. And I was telling you that she, she made me a father, but she also made me a better person. She, she made me a, a better man, if I could say that. No, I don't think I am good at all, but I think... Uh, I think because of her, I, I did my best to make her, to make Maria proud, and uh, and I did everything for her. I mean, you know, it's, 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 you do it for the family, but you know, she was special. She she had that special personality, and uh, we we were very tight. We were we were we were very good friends also. So she she was a good girl. She she helped us in in the family business. Uh, she was big part of the business also, and what's the family business? Yeah, we had two restaurants, and then, and uh, she she helped us a lot. She helped us a lot, and she was a hard worker. She never complained. She never complained about anything, and and she was my biggest motivation. 
to to do changes, to do new stuff, to to try something different. And she was always behind me and cheering me up and come on dad you can do it come on dad you can do it you, you can do this we can do this and uh, i think uh, maria was my my biggest fan mm-hmm. or my my only fan maybe <laughs> you know but uh, but uh, but uh, she was she was always uh, supporting me um well what a special bond too because as you were talking about when she was born you know you were struggling with these addictions and then to have this new little baby that you're responsible for and that that is making you want to be a better man that's making you want to get sober so i'm sure that that only helped you guys to have a, even more of a special bond yes she became or, or she grew up into a, a wonderful girl what was you she know? like she was maria was uh, studying social work at weaver state oh really and uh, she wanted to do good she wanted to to help uh, abuse kids uh abuse women and that's what she wanted to do because at the time i was so business oriented and it was about money for me and and more business and more business and she, when she told me about uh, her decision to go and study social work and i said honey really social work there's no money. I said, that's what I said. You know, I said, you're not going to make any money. And you're going to be dealing with other people's problems. And then she looked at me with that look. She, then she was the only one that I was afraid of. <laughs> and and she said, Dad, it's not about money. It's about helping others. You know, And that's what she said to me. And again, that little phrase coming from her changed my mind again changed my one more time in my life just because of her and what she said it changed my mind and I said you're right you can do whatever you want and uh, she was always helping she was a volunteer you know different different parts and but uh, I think I think seeing her I think uh, what she loved the most it was uh, working with this uh, with this kid with special needs oh really yes so she she enjoyed that like nothing else. You could see when she was with them, man, she became just in their angel, pretty much. Uh, it was this uh, special kid, uh, Jeffrey. Um, he he had a lot of physical problems, but he was blind also, and. <clears throat> And he, as soon Maria walked into the room, he knew it. Oh, really? Yes. He knew it. He said, Maria's here. He said, hi, Maria. Oh, cool. And he said, hey, Jeffrey, that's me. I'm here. How do you know? And he was, he, he just went like, oh, I know. You know, and, and I think that was, she she was very special. So when Maria, there's there's so many ways to say this, but. I don't. I don't like saying that she died because I know she didn't. I know. I know where she's at. I know. I know where. I know she. I know she had to go. I know she had to go, and and uh, and that night, the night of the, the night of the crash, when she lost her life, and she, she made me the happiest man alive in one day. But also, she gave me the worst tragedy of my life. 
because my world, the way I knew it, the way I was living, it was just shattered to pieces. All of our dreams, all of our plans for life, just gone in one second. And uh, so it's, it took me years, you know. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's been five years since that, since that night when, uh, when these two cops show in the front door and to tell us the bad news. When you saw them, did you just know something? I, 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 we were waiting for her. Marie and I, we, we had this kind of deal, you know, that, that she always answered the phone to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that night uh, I got home and, and she was not, she was not home. So I asked my wife, where's Maria? And then she says, she went to see a friend. And I don't know. Since that moment, I, I felt something. So I called her and I called her and she didn't answer. Uh, later, I found out and I called her after, oh, really? after she had died. So I sent her a text and, you know, one of my, after the, for the next couple of weeks after she died, before we get the results of the uh, the police report and all of that, my biggest fear then, I hope it was not my phone call. I hope uh, it was not yeah. my text, you know, um, because I didn't know where she was. So so my wife said, uh, she probably ran out of battery and she's not going to answer to you. And I said, no, knowing her, she, she wouldn't run out of battery. She would stop at the... Who runs out first, of battery now? First gas station and <laughs> yeah. buy a brand new charger. <laughs> I knew her yeah. better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I I felt lost. I felt uh, abandoned. I did everything. I was trying to be a good man and I was trying to be a good father. And and now this. I don't think I ever blame my heavenly father for anything, but. But I had a lot of questions. Later than, uh, you know, I just talked. I don't think those answers are going to be here in this earth. I think there are some answers and I'm just going to get when I see it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that, that that gave me peace. You know, and, and, and start trusting. Because it could be devastating because it tests your faith mm-hmm. in a big way, uh, your beliefs. Uh, it's not only the, the the faith and your belief; it tastes your everything. You know, everything in in life and in, in the way you know it. And and and, and losing a child is it's not natural. You know, it's, it's not the natural order of things. Yeah. You know, we are ready to bury our parents, but not. Not to bury our kids, you know. We we supposed to go first, you know. After Maria passed, and we started losing everything, little by little. What we do lo- you mean? We lost everything. To, uh, we lost the business. We we had to leave the house. We 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 lost it all in three years. Oh man! In less than four years, we lost it all, and start over, start over again. You know, I, I had to change the way I say things because I used to say I, we lost it all, we lost it all, and and and, and no, 
No, we, we lost the material stuff, you know. But I never lost my faith. And today I can tell you that I keep trusting. I know things are going to be all right. If it's not here, they're going to be all right on the other side. When that's going to be forever. You know, this, this is just a moment for everybody. Maybe if we are dealing or we are struggling with some more problems in life, it seems like it, it is forever here, you know, and it seems like it's a long time. But uh, to me, getting closer to my Heavenly Father in any way I can, because it's not easy, you know, it's not easy. But uh, I think uh, getting closer to Him it's what is going to give you peace. And it's what is going to give you answers to your questions. And that's a blessing right there. You know, we just got to open our spiritual eyes, I guess, to see that, to see the blessing in the tragedy. Well, and as you're talking, I mean, to open your spiritual eyes when... Not only did you lose your daughter, you lost your house, you lost your business. Like, that's a hard thing to do. During this time, I mean, before we were recording you, you told me that you've been sober for 20 years and I gave you a high five. Yes. And during this time, were you ever tempted to, to go back to old ways and to just be like, screw it, I am done? Of, of course. So, of course. I mean, sober and clean. Yeah. For 20 years. And, and I don't think it's just me. I don't take any credit. Like, again, and I, I told you this, you know, we all have different trials. For some people, alcohol and drugs are going to be the answer. For me, it was never the answer. Because I know the damage, the drugs and alcohol or any other addictions can, can do to your spirit. And when Maria passed, of course I had a lot of thoughts, you know. I mean, yeah, like you say, you know, screw this. I mean, why not? But I could I could always hear her little voice say, no, come on, Dad, you're better than this. I was never tempted or, you know, like close to do it. But I had thoughts, mm -hmm. you know, and then it crossed my mind, you know, a few times. Uh, what about F, you know, to numb the pain? Yeah. Because the pain, Steph, sometimes is just unbearable. And not only me, it's seeing my wife suffering and seeing the kids asking is Maria coming home? I always remember the night of the accident where my wife, she just kept asking me all night, go and bring her home. Please, you go and bring her home. And the kids screaming and, 
and what asking you know asking me what happened what happened where's maria what's what why uh, why why this happened to us and after that you know it's just it's not only my pain it's not only my suffering but seeing the people that i love more than anything in this world suffering and thinking they don't deserve this but like i told you at some point i had to make a decision to drift away from my heavenly father or get closer to him and he could be with me because i know by myself i couldn't do it i don't i don't think i will be able to do anything without him and like she said money is not important helping others and i know people because i have friends and people that i know that they deal every day with alcohol or drugs and and i was talk to them telling them then there is hope then they don't have to live in that spiritual prison their entire life they can get out they can they can live again how how do they get out well we need we need to find help sometimes people who have gone through the same and do what they did you know i think that's the best way to do it and finding help and there's so many groups stephanie there's so many organizations and to help us and i say help us because that's what i did i went through uh, aa meetings for two years for the first two years it was so hard because uh, it's not easy you know and then uh, I found myself after two years. I found myself in a in a situation that I needed more than that. So that's when I joined the church. And that's a different story. <laughs> But that's really when you your spiritual journey began. Yes, it's been wonderful. It's been, it's, I mean, it's, it, the road hasn't been easy. You know, it's been because I think. Uh, after you deal with all of that it's not going to be easy but it's going to be worthy because now i see my kids and how they growing in the church and how they 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 believe in in what we believe you know and and that makes me proud of maria not me because she opened the door for them you know that's the way i see it you know um and we we had maria and we didn't have kids for nine years oh really uh-huh so the second the second maria she will be 24 right now mm-hmm. and 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 so our, our second child now she's andrea she is uh 15 and then carolina and then martin and then alex the little one but uh so that's when me and my wife with 
always think, you know, my wife's uh, name is Eva Maria also. And to me, it's like she came and paved the way for this other spirits to come. Because in a situation that I wouldn't have changed my life. And it was like uh, two weeks before the accident. Uh, we were talking about some problems that I had at the time. And, and it was me and Maria talking. And, and she left. You know, she left. And I said, okay, dad, it's going to be all right. So she left. And, and later she sent me a text. And it was an Elder's Holland quote. When it said, don't you quit. You keep trying. Things are going to be okay. I don't know exact, the exact words of that that quote but every time i'm facing something difficult in my life i always read it maria sent me that two two weeks that was two weeks before she died and and then i asked her and i say hey, why you send me this and she said oh come on dad you might need it later oh really uh-huh. so yeah. and she always had that little answer all the time you know again stephanie i think life prepare us for whatever we need to be prepared if we listen if we listen to the spirit if we if we can open our ears and eyes to that voice and uh, trust our lord you know I, I don't think i am the more the most spiritual man in this world but you know what i only know one thing i trust him i trust him with everything he has for me because I know it's, it is his plan. I know, and, and, and at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure his plan is going to be better than mine. Yeah. You know, you talked about two weeks before the accident, but I was thinking, you know, two weeks after the accident, how life was for you guys and how you talked about earlier just that deep pain that you yes. guys felt. And I, I think something for me... I don't often know if someone loses a loved one, I don't often know how to talk to them. Like the standard, I'm sorry for your loss just yes. seems generic. So how were people able to like reach out to you and help you during that time? Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's hard to say something yeah. to someone who's going through that. So what's the best it's, thing to do? I, I think for me, Steph, the best thing to do is just stay there, you know, make them feel loved, make them feel like you are there for them. You don't have to say anything. Right now, they probably, they're not going to even listen to you. Just hug them and make them feel loved because especially during that time, you know, the first days, the, the first couple of weeks, the first month, it, it's horrible. It's 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 like you're numb and you you don't know what to do, you don't know what to do because uh, you had a plan for life, and the question is, now what, you know? And I told you this, and and I I believe in in life after death, in that life after life is, I know Marie, I know I I know, I know where she's at. And I think, I think to me, the only way to live a good quality life is when you trust our Lord and say, you know what, you send me this, you're also going to send me the strength. And he does. 
he does. He he never he never leaves us alone. We are the ones getting away, drifting away from him. But he never leaves us. He's always in our side. You know how you were saying to just stand there, you know, just be there. I had experience a couple of weeks ago where I saw the mom of a girl that I went to high school with and she had passed away. And I just told this mom, like, your daughter was really just so kind to me in junior high when she didn't need to be. And uh, did you have that happen afterwards of just people telling you about Maria? What were some of the things? I, I saw a couple of uh, his, uh, I think I think that they went uh, with uh, Maria to the same school. So I, I didn't recognize them. I mean, mm-hmm. they changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're young. They changed. And uh, and, and one of them, uh, he, he just kept looking, staring at me. And, and I said, do I know him? Or, yeah. You know? And then he approached me. And he said, are you Maria's dad? And I said, yes. And he gave me a hug. He hugged me. This big teddy bear kid. Hugged me and, and 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 said, "I'm so sorry." And I I don't know why this happened to her because she was a wonderful girl. So I think you did the right thing talking to that lady and telling her, because you don't know, maybe you don't know that you were God sent that day. Well, and that's the thing is like sometimes it's like, oh, I don't want to bring stuff up or, you know, like it's I'm because I'm sure not a day goes by that you don't think about oh, Maria. No, there's not even a second. Yeah. She's always in my mind. But but hearing you say that, it just makes me be because sometimes I just shy away from talking about grief or I because I, I just don't know how to to help someone, I guess. Yeah. It's a hard situation. I, I, I think a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 we could see that in in our friends too. Then they never came back because they don't know what to say, and they don't know what to do, and and they just stay away. And and I recommend, I mean, at least in my case, because during these five years, we've seen, you know, people losing their kids, and 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 that's that's a horrible thing. You know, for us too, because we understand the pain, mm-hmm. and, and and it's a pain that not many people can understand. And we, like some lady said to me, we are in a cloud and nobody wants to be. And I think my advice to, if I can, <laughs> if I can give any advice, but yes, okay. <laughs> I think my advice is, you know, if you know someone going through this type of situation losing a child or you you don't have to say don't don't feel like you have to say anything uh, because i don't think that helps you know uh, just being just being there in silence they know they can f- if they can feel you care about them don't you don't have to try to make them like you understand mm-hmm. or, because how can you understand you know we don't have to say anything, you know. It's, I think, a hug is, <laughs> is better than anything, better than words, better than, than these repeated phrases, you know, like "sorry for your loss" or, I mean, just words. I think that's great advice of just a hug. And just that, a hug. 
But you don't have to say anything. And I think that sometimes silence we feel like is awkward. But in that moment. Not in that situation. Yeah. You know, not in that moment. Because that's what you want. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to hear anybody. That that family needs needs a lot of love. That family is gonna need a lot of love for the years to come. Because it's a never ending pain. So this never ending pain, I mean, how do you deal with it? you said you think about it every second. How do you deal with it every day? You know, you gotta trust and, and live. Enjoy what you have. Because now we know that we can lose anything at any moment. So has it made you more appreciative of your other kids? Yes, and, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and it's, it's been a journey, for, especially for my wife, because uh, she's the mom, and it's been really hard on her. I bet. It's been really hard on her. On her and, 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 and to me, seeing her, how sometimes can't get out of bed. And sometimes listening to her when she's crying, and I know why. And sometimes when she said to me, I miss her so much, it's it doubles my pain, doubles my my suffering. I don't I don't see a way without suffering because you lost one of your kids. Yeah. How can you not? Yeah. Especially I was thinking on holidays and her um, birthday and you know and and and, and this is a, this is the other problem we have as a family because she was she was a party maker she was mm. a, <laughs> she make everything happen and I mean my birthday and, and and the kids birthdays and mom's birthday christmas the last christmas she 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 was with us that was in december 2012 and she bought presents for everybody Oh. And she said to me and my wife, don't buy anything for the kids. I am going to buy. Oh, as a college student? Yes. Man, that's awesome. Uh-huh. And, and then she bought stuff for me, for my wife. Some, something really great happened that night because I know she worked so hard. Mm-hmm. I know she worked a lot of hours to, to make that possible. And, and she said, I, I want to give you that Christmas. I want to, you know, and and she wanted she wanted to surprise me with an iPad. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And my wife said, well, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but she bought you an iPad. Man. And, and I said, that's not fair. Yeah. I said, no. So we unwrap the present. And we put a card inside. And and then she waited and waited, you know, the, the Christmas night. And, and and she said, don't open this because I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to read you the card that I, mm-hmm. that I made for you. And, and I said, okay, that's fine. So she, <laughs> she read me the card and... and this is I know you wanted this and, and mm-hmm. I bought it for you and I I know that you work hard for us and you deserve it. She 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 said a lot of nice things to me and she made me cry. And and, and then I said and she said I'm gonna open it for you because it's a big surprise. You always wanted this. And I said, Come on, hurry. And me and my wife we had written this card for mm-hmm. you know and, and, and I I wrote 
this is going to be for you, not for me. Because you work harder than anybody else in this house. You're going to school. You work. I mean, you you're working twice than we are. Mm-hmm. And and then we we wrote some just a few nice things to to her and and she was trying she was crying and and she said, "Oh, come on, Daddy, was for you." And I said, "No, you're gonna keep it and you're gonna use it because it's yours." And she loved that little thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But uh, just to give you an idea, the kind of spirit she she, she is. Oh, she sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And and speaking with like the holidays on her birthday, do you want to tell us about what you guys did? You partnered with. They did the presentation uh, at the Department of Transportation, uh, and uh, and that was on her birthday. And nobody planned, nobody planned that, because the people who planned uh, the the presentation of the video and, and they they didn't know it was Maria's birthday. Oh really? Uh huh. It just happened that way. Yeah, it, it was another gift. That's awesome. You know, and I know that day she was happy. Yeah. Because she loved presents, she loved balloons, and yeah, and 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 I think uh, it was a present for her, and it's a gift from her to others to to think twice because it was just not an accident. It was just she was spitting the night. She was late to pick someone up, and and happened happened that way. In my case, I that's what I've been doing now. You know, I I don't do I don't do business anymore. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to save lives. You know, when I talk to them, because when I talk to them, they listen. Because it's not a job for me. Yeah, it is personal, and. And I care about them, and I and 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 we don't want anybody to go through that. What we believe, nobody deserves to die that way. It is a horrible way to die. Uh, she was she was killed instantly, and we were not even op- able to to open the the, the casket, the, the coffin. Oh. So it was a sealed casket. So that's that's horrible. This it's just it's just not okay, you know. Yeah. It's, we we didn't even have the chance or the opportunity to say goodbye to her. And nobody deserves that, Stephanie. Nobody deserves that kind of things happen to a kid or to parents, you know. So that's why why we're doing this. Well, and as you were talking, I was just thinking, you know, how many times have I been speeding because I was late or have I been texting while I've been driving or distracted or whatever? And you think like, oh, it's no big deal. But as I was hearing you talk, it made me be like, no, like a second. It, can, it, it takes one second. Yeah. And and not only like did it take her life, but the the ripple effect yes. that it had of... And and so it just makes you think because I I didn't realize this, but from May to August, it, it, it's from uh, Memorial Day. The the hundred deadliest days in Utah are from uh, Memorial Day to Labor Day. So it's a hundred days when uh, deaths in a, in a roads double. And last year we had ninety ninety people died during that time, and that's one person a day, pretty much. Man. One person a day. And you say, you mentioned the, the ripple effect. It's, 
Yeah, 90, 90 people die, but how many people is being affected? Oh yeah. By that. You can't even you count. You can no. I don't I don't think I don't think you can count it, you know. The coworkers, the teachers, the family, the you know, friends, they're, they're, the their parents, their yeah. their kids waiting for dad to come home. Yeah. You know, their their kids waiting for mom to come home and and it's not fair because uh, it's 90, 93% of the time it is preventable. It's preventable. That is a high statistic, 93 to 90. It's 94%. Those are the numbers. 94% of the time is is, is preventable. It's because either we are driving distracted or or we're not uh, not paying attention or uh, we're speeding or not wearing the seatbelt. You know, that's the number number one cause of deaths in Utah, not wearing the seatbelt. You know, in in our presentations, people always said they they think it's a cell phone. No. Yeah, and uh, it is big part of the problem. It might it might have caused the crash, you know, but uh, what is killing people is not wearing the seatbelts. No, and 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 another big distraction right now is phones. Yeah, phones. We we don't put that phone away, and 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 it takes just one second. It takes just one second to lose our lives or kill someone. Like in so many cases, people losing their lives because somebody else was texting and driving. But uh, one thing uh, we recommend is slow down. You're not going to get any faster if you're yeah. driving 10 to 15 miles over the limit. You know, I mean, you're going you're gonna to probably get there just a few minutes earlier. And then if you're late, just call. You know, pull over and let them know you're gonna be late. It's gonna be okay, and if it's not okay for them, well, that's gonna be their problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we want you to live. We want everybody to live. Steph is. Uh, the consequences are just devastating. Uh, I think in our case, uh, in our family, we we're standing because of the grace of God, and that's it. He's been good to us. Because I didn't lose my faith. And I think when you lose your faith, then what is left? And I, I feel like just hearing you you talk, I'm like, that's a perfect way to, to wrap this all up is that, you know, really, the as you've talked about your story, I mean, it's been, at first it was that faith in someone else, you know, mm-hmm. that faith in, in Maria of like, okay, I need to be this dad, like. Yes. And then your faith in God and, and how being able to take this tragedy and be able to share with other people to help prevent it. Yes. Uh, thinking about if I have done this, if I had done that, I'm not going to fix anything. I'm not going to bring her back. I'm not, but if I, if I talk to others, how they can avoid that, how can they prevent that? I think, I think we're doing a, I think we're doing a good thing here. You know, because like I said, Steph, we don't want anybody, anybody to go through what we've been through as a family. It's it's really bad. It's, it can kill you. It can kill you. And in the worst case, it can kill you spiritually. Yeah. You know, losing your faith. Losing your faith in God and losing, losing hope. Can you imagine how people can live 
thinking that they won't see him again. Because to me, was in, in a very personal way, knowing that I'm going to see my daughter again, it makes you smile. It put a smile in my face. You know, just thinking about that moment when my time comes and then I'll see her again and, and, and she'll be waiting for me. She'll be just, I, I, I can see her. I can see that face. I can see that smile. Just say, Dad, you made it. Oh, I love that. Really though, yeah, to picture that and as she gave you that quote, two weeks before <laughs> about hard times and keep going and for her to say dad he made it so thank you today martin for being here and for sh talking about some hard subjects i mean addiction and grief and you know sometimes it's hard to open up about our faith with, with people i just i really appreciate you sharing your story oh no it was my pleasure to be here thank you thank you for opening the doors for me and i hope someone is listening to this and they slow down well to end guys remember to put on your shoes do your best and believe in the impossible thanks for listening thanks so much for pushing play and listening to this episode for more information about today's guests or to submit a nomination for a remarkable person that you would like to hear interviewed head on over to notablepeeps.com all my dreams are coming all my dreams are humming